the only thing we have to fear. The economic health of this nation has been four essential economic freedoms. The excessive decline in the dollar is It's a late rally on Wall Street. Too big to fail. Growing the economy. Growing the economy. It's amazing what's been going on with the economy. Welcome. Welcome. This is Money Talks. Money Talks. Good morning, fam. You're listening to Money Talks, Atlanta's longest-running, most respected money show on the radio. I'm Troy Harmon here with Jarrett McKenzie, who's a CFP in our financial planning department at Hensler Financial, and none other than the one and only Dr. Roger Tuttero. That'll teach you how to leave the door open. Yeah. That's right. <laughs> Blew in with the tumbleweeds. How That's about right. That? He's Absolutely. our uh, chief economic advisor at Hensler Financial, and uh, he's uh, also a professor and various other. you got various hats over at Kennesaw State, right? I do. Try to wear more hats than Sinatra if I can. Yeah, how about that? Only one head, but a whole lot of hats. That's it. That's yeah. it. So. All right. Well, uh Guys, let's dive right into it. S&P 500 is up now over 7% year-to-date. Um, had a pretty decent uh, week in the last week. Uh, what were we up? One, one seven, I think it is. Yeah, something like that. You say 7 or 17? We got 1.17% ah, on the year-to-date. 7.24 on the one-year number. No, that's not one year. That's year-to-date. Mm-hmm. All right, uh, technology still knocking the cover off the ball, up 17% year-to-date. Uh, but we do have, looks like our fang might have lost a tooth. <laughs> <laughs> it certainly did. We, uh, we had uh, Facebook earnings uh, this week, and uh, it wasn't good. Yeah, um, down about about 20% on Thursday right. afterwards. And, of course, you know, when when you're Zuckerberg, you lose about uh, fifteen billion when that happens, right? Yeah, yeah no big deal. Yeah, no, nah, that's just right. Just fifteen. Yeah, but, right. it, but it does. I mean, listen, he obviously is a miracle of a story over the last decade. Sure. But it does remind us that some of these high flyers sometimes can be very volatile. Sure. Without so, a doubt. Yeah. Uh, I think when we were looking last week, uh, I've been looking at those numbers. Uh, technology just since the first of January, two thousand seventeen. Uh, when it was only 20% of the S&P 500, it's now 26% of the S&P 500. Right. Um, but it's gained 58% since that period, uh, you wow. know, over the last year and a half. I'd be curious to see what the S&P looks like if you were to back out that IT number. I mean, a lot of folks, I think, have been kind of it's, – it's skewed when people are looking at their portfolios and they've got a proper weighting between sectors and are well-diversified. And they're sure. asking why the market's doing so much better than, you know, any, any kind of average right now. And I think that's got a lot to do with it. And a lot of folks need to be reminded that uh, that's, that's what's really going on here. As you said, Troy, I mean, the, just the weighting in the index alone is ramping up. So as that happens and they continue – to do better, you know, right. it's just compounding and, and sure. you lose sight of, of proper diversification. And we're just getting a lot of that from clients right now, yeah. having to remind them about how this, this all works. With yeah, not only that, you know, mid-14, 2014, I think it was, uh, we had a, a huge decline in uh, energy prices. Oil started hitting the skids. Yeah. Uh, yeah. But if you look, just uh, just during this period, uh, this, this second quarter, Earnings growth in energy alone, 163%. Uh, Who wouldn't want to have some exposure to energy right now? And over the last week, it's up 2.5%. I mean, that's that's pretty significant. Uh, Year-to-date, up 8.33%. It was one of those few places where we could see uh, true value in the market. Um, But, you know, we've talked about several segments 
Uh, Jarrett, you and I have uh, beat this drum for for quite a while now. Consumer staples. What yeah. in the world is going on in consumer I'm staples? I'm still blown away by that number. Yeah. Year to date, down 5%. You look at uh, some of these companies. I was looking at Philip Morris this week mm-hmm. uh, with a 5.4% uh, dividend yield. Yeah, covered, even after it's beaten down as it's been, which I mean, that's incredible. Right. Yeah, you know? covered, uh, covered 1.18 times. So uh, earnings and cash flow is sufficient to cover that dividend well. It's not because uh, because there's there's fear that it will be cut. It's, it's really just ugly news. And really, if you read deeper into the earnings uh, for the last couple of cycles, what we've seen is uh, it's fear about the uh, lack of adoption of e-cigarettes in Japan. <laughs> it's just amazing to me. That's not mm-hmm. really their core business, but it might be what uh, you know the market expects out of growth. But uh, that's that's been the big story the last yeah. couple of uh, earnings uh, releases. So um, things are crazy. Um, you know, if you've owned tech stocks for the last couple of years, then you, yeah. you look like a genius right now. But man, I will uh, tell you, it is a great time to trim that information technology and, and maybe buy some staples. We're seeing all kinds of discounts no doubt. Uh, all throughout that sector. Some really good companies that are not only at a discount, but are going to provide a lot of defensiveness, you know, if we do move into a downturn. Right, so, yeah. Well, that, that, is the, that is the essence of asset allocation, right? That's is absolutely that when you have right. a run-up in one sector, you take some money off the table. Right, rebalance. You put it in a less pro- rebalance it. Mm-hmm. And, you know, what it does, it means it guarantees you that, you get to pocket some of your profits. Absolutely. And, uh, yeah, good stuff. Uh, this week we got some economic releases. Existing home sales were uh, were reported uh, saying sales fell for the third straight month in June. Uh, total sales fell 0.6%. Revised May totals uh, were down by 2.2% as well. Uh, the housing market's been really interesting, and, and uh, Roger, if you've got anything to add there, I, I welcome it. But uh, housing starts have slowed as well. Right. Um, dipped in June, fell 5.3% uh, from the revised May totals, um, but they're still 2.4% above the June or uh, the the July no June 2017 pace. So uh, one thing that we have been seeing, and I know I even see some anecdotal evidence of it locally, is uh, new homes being built are at a lower price. So the price, the, the uh, medium price is uh, perceptibly low uh, relative to its um, 2017 levels. Right. And I think that's probably a good thing because there is some um, very early evidence that some pockets of the housing market are getting a little expensive. Right. Um, you know, here in metropolitan Atlanta, for example, we know that in some of the most affluent suburbs, uh, home prices, the amount of the houses above a million dollars, the month supply there might be getting a little bit frothy. Um, the interesting part, though, is when we talk about new home construction is remember that you've got to have the lots, the labor, and the access to the materials to make it all work. Right. And the truth is there are the lot inventory created by the failing of the banks from 2007 and 2010 is largely depleted. Uh, the financing for new lot development is still a little bit muted. And uh, there's very few industries that are complaining about not or complaining more about not having access to labor than construction is. Oh yeah. And so tight labor markets can't hold back growth. We're he- I'm hearing it around the country from people in construction and manufacturing, logistics, social trade, you name it. And so I think all those things are probably pulling back the ability to produce more homes as well. Yeah. Uh, you mentioned tight labor markets. We got uh, news out of the. Uh, um, job market this week, just unemployment insurance claims, uh, although they're a little bit less reliable in this week, and it is a weekly report, uh, you know, because of the the uh, the issues with uh, 
holidays, July 4th, this is going to be that reported week. But didn't we see recently uh, unemployment claims fall below 1950s levels? Uh, it's uh, they it's certainly got it. Certainly has become a very tight labor market. It is a uh, for the first time in a long time the lab, the worker side has the upper hand. Yeah. Uh, you know we saw an unemployment rate get down to four percent, and I think last month it ticked up a little bit. It did. But for a good reason because the labor participation rate came right. up, and sure. that has been one of the great paradoxes of this expansion is why the percentage of uh, the over 16 non-institutionalized civilian population that's in the labor force has remained several percent below where it was before the recession. Yeah. And if you look at the data so far, it appears to be indicating it's actually the younger age cohorts, not their, not their more mature counterparts. Yeah, uh, we saw uh, January, actually, I saw some numbers coming out that uh, wage growth was looking like we were going to see like a 2.9% uh, tick up in January, but... Uh, you know, you look at the follow-through, we, we got CPI. We didn't get that this week, but mm -hmm. it's interesting to talk about. It's one of the things that I watch closely, and I'm sure you do too. 2.9%, uh, I mm -hmm. think, was the headline the last time we saw right. a report. 2.3 after you strip out uh, energy and food. Mm -hmm. uh, PCE deflator was right there with it. Yeah, actually, uh, core, core PC, I think core PC is 1.96, I think, yeah, over the last right 12 months. Yeah, it's right And it's funny because you're starting to hear concerns over that. And, and if you remember, Chairman Bernanke and Chairman Yellen, they advocated that the reason we did this quantitative easing was to try to get inflation back around 2%. Mm -hmm. So what we're getting now is essentially what we've wanted for monetary policy for a while. Yeah. Uh, what do you make of the president's commentary? It sounds to me like he's trying to give a little guidance to the Fed. Uh, he's not the first to ever try that, but... Uh, uh, you know, he said just in the last week that uh, I think it was a, a CNBC uh, interview right. that he was doing that he didn't think it was wise to continue to raise rates. I, to me, it uh, sounded like he was given guidance so that uh, the, the dollar didn't appreciate too greatly relative to other currencies, which there's something to talk about there, too, right? Right. And you know, typically, the, the Fed defends its independence from political influence it has from the beginning. Uh, but, you know, the president obviously has the bully pulpit. He has the ability to weigh in on any aspect of policy, whether it's under his direct control or not. Uh, I, I would make a couple of comments there. One, I mean, keep in mind what uh, Mr. Trump, President Trump's business background was. Obviously, this is a guy that's going to like people to be able to borrow money cheap. Sure. That's right. how he built his empire. Right. Yep. Uh, but the other part I think you really hit on, which is if you raise short-term rates quickly, that tends to raise the spot market, at least, for the domestic currency. Correct. And so if you are trying to... Um, worry about U.S. exports. Anything that makes the dollar stronger makes U.S. produced goods more expensive on foreign markets. Right. It makes foreign produced goods cheaper here. Yep. So he probably is concerned not just about the cost of borrowing uh, upon people pursuing debt, but perhaps about what it means for the value of the dollar. No doubt. Uh, all right. Well, we're going to take a real quick break. When we come back, we will talk about uh, Dog of the Week and then get into some trade tariffs. Stick around. You're listening to Money Talks. All material presented is compiled from sources believed to be reliable and current, but accuracy cannot be guaranteed. The contents are intended for general information purposes only. Information provided should not be the sole basis in making any decisions and is not intended to replace the advice of a qualified professional, such as a tax consultant, insurance advisor, or attorney. Although this material is designed to provide accurate and authoritative information with respect to the subject matter, it may not apply in all situations. 
This is not to be construed as an offer to buy or sell any financial instruments. It is not our intention to state, indicate, or imply in any manner that current or past results are indicative of future profitability or expectations. Portfolio holdings discussed are subject to change. There is no guarantee that in the future these securities will be held in Hensler accounts. As with all investments, there are associated inherent risks. Please obtain and review all financial material carefully before investing. Hensler is not licensed to offer or sell insurance products. This overview is not to be construed as an offer to purchase any insurance products.